Hello and welcome to Wise Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Brady Fitzgerald, joined as always by my co-host, Chris Hagan. How you guys doing? How are you holding up, Chris? Need the hat. Positive vibes only. Positive vibes only. It's gotta be. Yeah. I mean, you didn't make I, it this I far without positive not vibes. Come, I, I did not sit through this whole season and this whole month of playoff baseball to be a little bitch and cry when they get put in a tough spot. They got to win two games in a row. That's all I have to do. Last night was tough. And in the moment, I almost cry. Yeah. Did it, did it ruin my week? Yes, it did. But I bounced back. I've had a, a full day to prepare myself for the next game, which will be tomorrow night. So I'm hanging on for dear life, but I'm still confident. Is it, at, so far, this past, the past two games, has it just been the Astros have, have you know, figured it out? The... Like they're 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 hitting on all cylinders and they're that good of a team that they, the Phillies can't do anything about it or the Phillies making dumb it's, mistakes. It's like the it's a little bit of both. I mean, the preview of the series and really the story of the Astros postseason has been their pitching is so deep and like from the starting pitching to the bullpen, there's no drop off. Those guys when they're when they're on their game, they are borderline untouchable. And we've seen that because the Phillies have scored two runs in the last two nights. So it's it's partly like there are big spots where the Phillies hitters are not coming through. It's partly the Astros are just better. And there's a little bit of bad luck sprinkled in there. Um, Reese Hoskins had a miserable game last night. Struck out four times Oof. and made an error at first base that let the third run score. Uh, that was that was a game changer um they need to they need to have better at bats with guys on they one of their biggest strengths is coming into the playoffs not coming in but like after the playoffs started was hitting with guys on and hitting with two outs and these last two games they just have not done that at all so when they're not hitting the ball out of the ballpark they cannot score runs and that's been the issue the last two nights the Astros pitching has just been so good and including a game four no hitter. Yeah, I mean that's whatever. I wasn't so like, I was pissed about them losing the no hitter. I obviously you don't like to get no hit, but a loss is a loss, especially in the playoffs. Like, I guess it's cool for them, but it's not like it was one pitcher that threw the no hitter. They used like four guys, so I think that takes away from the excitement and the history of it. Yeah, that's fair. I uh. It also, it's like what you said, it's a loss in the playoffs. No matter what, it's going to sting whether it's a no-hitter or if he scored eight runs and lost. It's still going to hurt. Right, yeah. If you got beat 20-19, to 19, a loss. Yeah. If you got beat 6 nothing. and didn't get a hit, it's still a loss. So. Yeah, I, 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 I like what your mindset's at. made by the media that I didn't really care about. I like and your mindset right now. You know, positive vibes. I mean, like, what other going in. what other choice do I have? No, no, you can't be doom and gloom. You can't say it's, you can't throw in the towel. No, of course not. No, they, you made it this far. Not, like, it's not that insane to think that they can win two games in a row. Are you worried that the two games were in Philly, the last two? 
Like, because I felt they really encaptured the energy of Philly. And if they couldn't do that the past two games, are you worried about the Houston fans? Uh, I'm, no, I'm not worried in the, about the minor league ballpark in Houston. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's frustrating that fans have been waiting that long for a World Series game and some probably spent way more money than they should have to go and, and saw that performance. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's frustrating. I wouldn't say it necessarily worries me. What worries me is that Zach Wheeler, their ace, might be dealing with a bit of a dead arm right now. Oh. Which is at the end of the season. That's good. Pitcher's arms just kind of shut down say, all right. Yeah, time to put him on ice. Yeah, time to put him on ice. Uh, So they've given, you know, they had the rain delay and they were able to move up one of their pitchers. They moved up Nola to game four. Wheeler, they didn't move up at all. They actually gave him an extra day rest. So that's what's worrying me. And you'll know right away. Yeah, you'll go to the first pitch. Game six. Literally the first inning. If he touches 98 on his first pitch, we're fine. Like He will be good to go. And with a good Zach Wheeler, you feel really confident. If you get a game two Zach Wheeler where he gives up three doubles on four pitches and if you blinked when the game started, you're already down 2 nothing. If that happens, it's going to be a really painful night. The, uh, the com- that's what I'm worried about. The, the comments, they, uh, they're saying, do you know a, a Christian Re- a Weber? Christian Weber? I do know Christian Weber. Yeah, the uh, the the John is from uh, he's from Maryland, so he he know he probably knows oh, a couple okay. of boys. That it kind of took us shout off track. Shout out Weber, then. Yeah, shout out Weber. Um, shout out John too. Uh, anyways, shout out so, Dennis also. Dennis and, and you know let's shout out Liam too while we're at it. Let's shout. Out Liam. <laughs> um, also Dennis, good good to have you back. It's been a while. I haven't seen emojis. Yeah, I haven't we seen emojis. We need the late. Friday night pods where Dennis is just lurking. buzzing a little bit, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. The, the, all right, I can confirm the boys are buzzing. The, uh, the, <laughs> they're, if if you weren't here when the the stream started right on YouTube, they're, they're having a case race downstairs. So if you see any or hear any abnormal noises, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's why. All right. So going in, what? I guess, I mean, just the same stuff, really, right? It's got to, stars got to be the stars, and pitching's got to be almost and they, perfect. And they haven't been. It's I need a big Reese Hoskins moment like I need oxygen. There has not <laughs> been another player that I have watched that's, like, so good in certain moments and then maybe the biggest liability on the team in others. Is it defensive like he, liabilities or offensive liabilities? It's both. He sucks at defense. <laughs> that never changes. He's always bad at defense. But he hit that home run in game three of the NLDS. He basically lost them the game the night before defensively. The next day, first home game, the bat spike. He hits that three-run homer to put him up 4 nothing. Changed literally the whole series. It was smooth sailing from that point on. And then in the NLCS, he hits four home runs. But... World Series, he's been awful. Last night, he was 0 for 5, 4 strikeouts. And I don't want to call it the game-losing error on defense because it's still pretty likely they'd give up a run there. But it 
really hurt them. They made it a three or a two run game when it should have been a one run game. So I'm calling on him. I have I have faith just based on how this playoffs has gone. We believe in destiny. He's the guy that delivers in game six. I like it. I like the 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 positive call out too. Hey, wake up a little bit. Yep. It's all right. It's all right to call him out. Um, yeah, no, the, the stars need to wake up. How's Harper been this World Series? They're just not really giving him anything to hit. He had a bomb in game three, but other than that, um, I think he had a, did he have a hit last night. I think oh. he had a double, but he also got hit. He walked twice, too. So They're, the strategy with him is like, if the guys around him aren't hitting, which they're not, then there's no reason to give him anything to hit. Yeah, so just give him balls the whole time. Right. You basically just take him out of the game. Damn. And Pitch. that's what that's so, what this Astros that pitching is good at. Guys have to step up. Yeah, and that's what this Astros pitching is good at. They can, like, I feel like they can do really whatever they want. So when when deciding, oh, let's just take Harper out of the game, it's not a, it's not really a challenge because you have. Castellanos behind him, who is not striking out on three pitches every at bat, but he's striking out on like seven pitches. Oof. Uh, still struggling to to put the ball in play. It at least makes solid. Con- I haven't seen him make solid contact in those like months. But he's another one that I've kind of just like almost given up on. Like if he hits a single, that's your best case scenario. If he were to come up big, that would be great story a tragedy would um, have to happen though yeah someone's might have to take one for the team. have to take one for the team maybe <laughs> maybe they could talk about dan snyder on the broadcast that <laughs> even though it's not a tragedy maybe maybe that the or kyrie irving let's get something controversial out there get cassianus yeah. one to um, hit but like at the same time we are months away from talking about going back to houston up three two because in the eighth inning, they had first and third. Kyle Schwarber put together a really nice at-bat and turned on one, smoked it down the line. First baseman was just playing, like, right on top of the base, no double defense. And I don't think he even saw the ball. Just landed in his glove, stepped on the base, and it over. It was, it was heartbreaking. Damn. But well, if that ball gets down the line, two runs score, you're up four three, and it's a completely different story. So that's like that's baseball, though. You know, like sometimes it goes your way, sometimes the bounces don't. The Astros had a bunch of little dinky hits that not super solid contact, but they hit the ball where guys aren't. Um, I guess you could say that's what good fundamental teams do, but there's definitely an element of luck to it. Oh yeah, no, and it's as you said, that's baseball. the The ball can bounce any you know any sort of direction and if the guy's there in position there you go game's over yep. well i'm not i'm not going to complain that they're unlucky yeah no they're, that's, they're, not my, that's not my take <laughs> yeah no 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 they're they're in the world series but you're just saying that's how the game of baseball is you're you're right i like the positivity i think keep it up uh let's take this to game seven yep. at game seven anything can happen anything can happen anything can happen I don't care who's pitching for either team. Oh, yeah. Completely. Anything happens type of night. All right. 
Any uh, any final thoughts before we move to our wise picks? I pray to the sports gods. Give Zach Wheeler energy tomorrow. Shoot that arm up with some some magic juice. Let's give. Let's fly him to Jeez. Germany for today. Fly him to Germany. Get him back tomorrow. Get that juice store, steroid up. All right. Yep. Well, let's move on. Wise picks for this week. You might be wondering. Was there, is there something to discuss about Thursday Night Football? No, there is not. There's nothing to discuss. I, I, I didn't watch a second, not going to lie. Um, did you watch? Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to. Texans made it closer than I thought. Yeah, they, they, they did. I heard that the Eagles struggled a little bit towards, towards the end, which makes sense. You know. tied at half. Yeah, for a not 50-minute team. They. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's not much to say. Eagles, Eagles look good. They're taking care of business. I guess the only question is, uh, are we going to see this team? Like, look at the rest of their schedule. I know teams just don't, like, teams don't, I don't you know, like, it's hard to go 10 more wins straight winning, but they're going to be favored in every one of these games, and I don't know. Oh, easily. I, uh, I don't know. I, I think that they... They could possibly go undefeated. I don't think they will. That's just kind of how the NFL works. It evens out eventually. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Even if they don't, it's not like I think they're, they're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't either. All right. Breakdown. That was your Thursday night breakdown. That's all I got. <laughs> From two guys who didn't watch the game. Yep. Yep. All right. Wise picks, though. Some we do know what we're talking about. We didn't bring in the stats this week, Chris. I wanted to give you... Some more luck. You haven't been some lucky with what the, the stats have come in. So I want to, I want for the Phillies, we, uh, we, we let Ethan sit this week. So, number one, I got the first pick this week, and we're going with the Seahawks minus two versus the Cardinals. Plus two. Plus two. Sorry, you're right. Plus two versus the Cardinals at Arizona. I don't. I don't see I don't see how the Cardinals should be favored even. This is this is the weirdest line of the week. It's not really close. Uh, the Seahawks are in first place. Cardinals have been a dumpster fire. The I guess it's because they're at home. But even then the two point line implies that a neutral site Seattle would only be favored by one. I guess pure talent is why the Cardinals are favored in this game, but I mean, this is, it's fishy. The way these teams, these two teams have been coached, the way the two teams have just been playing, uh, you can look at it, like, you can even look at it while you're watching or on paper. The Seahawks should, you know, I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say wipe the floor, but they should beat this Cardinals team. And take care of it. Yeah, they really should. And Gino is playing, he's playing like a, like a top, at least 10 MVP candidate. So, I don't. This Seahawks seems weird. We both were down on them really a lot at the beginning of the year, but they're like well, worst team in the NFL. Down on them. Yeah, and but they've been they've been playing well, and they've been taking care of business. So I'm gonna ride with the hot hand and go with the Seahawks. I don't blame you, unless like the only thing that scares me is that it's too obvious. You know, I get I get spooked by yeah. these lines. Yeah, that's I the only that's the only much. thing. That is that is so, the only thing that's going against me. It's the trap of the week. But 
if if you've been listening to the pod, you know I love falling for the traps. So I'm all I'm and it all hasn't bit you. No, it hasn't bit me this year very often. So, uh, so I'm excited about it. I, I I like the Seahawks team, and I want to put some money on them. So I'm for it. Worst case scenarios are fun. Yeah. Oh, this will be a fun game. No matter what, this I think Seahawks any game just makes it fun. No, I don't know why, but they just make everything fun. All right, Chris, what's your first pick? I have the Dolphins going to Chicago, minus four. Again, like, like we'll disrespect Dolphins here with these lines. Yeah, this seems like a major disrespect. I mean, Tua to the looked great last week. Hello, hello. Um. Your screen just disappeared for a second. Oh, okay. I really hear you. All right. Um, but yeah, like this team is—is is there a single position group that the Bears have an advantage at? I—I I don't, I don't believe so. I think this is like at least on paper one of the biggest mismatches of the week, and the Dolphins are only laying four points. Yeah, I don't see how. Probably like, a fool, but the the Dolphins undefeated when Tua starts and doesn't die mid mid game. Uh, they, their offense is clicking every time he plays and the, I just don't see how any, not only just the bears, but how any team is, especially bears caliber, caliber team is going to be favored against this offense that can just score at will almost. Well, and the bears are the opposite. Like this is, yes, they take long methodical drives. Yeah, and they take long running methodical drives where they're gonna take if they get the ball first, say they they score a field goal or even a touchdown, it's gonna take them a couple plays, and then the Dolphins could just go down the field in one play, do a little Tyree mm-hmm. kill, a Jalen Waddle, and boom, they're in the end zone. So, yeah, I I'm I agree with you. I guess they only won by four last week, and mm-hmm. that's what you can say. But the Lions offense scares me more than the. Bears does. Yes. Oh, like, Fields has been better. Yeah, no. He's, yeah, he definitely has been better, but he hasn't been able to throw the ball deep. Uh, he hasn't been able, or really connect deep. Um, yeah. He hasn't been able to, he, like, he doesn't have the, they're just starting to figure him out, so it's it's not the, it's not exactly what this, like, this Dolphins offense knows what they're doing. This is a real team that knows exactly what they're doing. And the Bears, yep. Are still figuring it out. So, minus four, I'll say the same thing but, I said last week. I feel like we kind of forgot about how good the Dolphins looked early on because of the whole Tua thing, and then they had a couple games that were ugly. And they didn't have a quarterback, so this is another. This should be another game where it's like a reminder of, hey, this team is pretty, pretty freaking good. Hey, this team beat the Bills, who we expect to dominate every week. Uh, what? Yep. One, two, three, four, five, six weeks ago. Right. Uh, all right, I love the pick. Absolutely love it. Next up, I have the Packers minus three and a half at the Lions. I'm scared taking the Packers. I really am, but they have like Aaron Rodgers owns his division, and he's gotta he's gotta put it together at some point against one of these crappy teams. So they, it's gotta yeah, be put if together. Ever again? Yeah, if there's ever if competent even. Exactly. If he if he's gonna be the Aaron Rodgers of what we expect every other year, 
He's got to at least show up for this game. That's that's literally I mean, all I got on. Lines, like the Lions are frauds. Yeah, no, their their offense is their offense can score. Their defense gives up a score every drive, and they and you're right. As we've seen, they've they're gonna get a top five pick, and the Aaron Rodgers has been feasting on these guys for years. So I don't see I don't see where it goes any different. Yeah, I mean. You're right. At some point, like Rodgers has to look like Rodgers. Yeah, and even if it's with these bummy receivers, the the Lions corners we've seen. Uh, Ethan has told us stat wise the past couple weeks that they've been one of the worst coverage corners in the league. They just fired the defensive back coach. They mm-hmm. this is where Rodgers needs to cook. And I think even if he doesn't cook, the the two running backs that they have are going to be able to feast on this terrible run defense. All right, you want to say your next pick? It's another stinker. Uh, got the Bucks minus three at home to the Rams. The the disappointment bowl. Yes. Or the fraud bowl. Had super Super Bowl aspirations, according to us. They yeah. both look horrible. I mean, I don't know what to do here, to be honest. I'm trying. I was like looking for an explanation. I don't really have one. I so it's like everyone's sleeping on the Bucks. I guess. I I was gonna take this pick, and my thought for it was the Rams can't run. Even though the Bucks' defense has been letting people run recently, they like they haven't been able to run at all versus any defense. So mm-hmm. I just like I feel like they're. They're kind of done. They, they can't – if Cooper Cup's any sort of injured, they're done. Um, mm-hmm. They can't throw to any other wide receiver. They have no time in the pocket. Um, this is a this is a Bucks team that needs to get right, and sh- maybe the defense gives them a little struggle, the Rams defense, but this offense, I'm not scared of at all to even score points on any given drive. Yep. Uh, I mean, this has the potential to be one of the ugliest teams of the week. Yeah, against the two teams we picked to win the Super Bowl. I know. So, it's you know like what? Four o'clock games this week. I was just about to mention. So, wow. we the NFL screwed us this week. Six teams on by, which I don't know why, especially fantasy purposes. I don't know why yeah. it's not just four teams a week. They did they did two last week and then six this week. Just make it an even four and four, because now we have two. Afternoon games. One starts at four oh five. One starts at four twenty five. And it's Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams, Bucks. And I get, I understand, they cleared out the whole schedule this weekend for that Rams Bucks because it was supposed to be yep. this big, you know, this big matchup. Two Playoff hopefully Super Bowl teams. Yeah. And uh, it feels like they should start flexing games. Yeah. I don't know and why. I mean, like what are, What are they scared of? Yeah. What are they scared of? Why are they scared to move Panthers Bengals down to four thirty? It's not like they're moving the game up. Right. I I don't know. I have no idea. The yeah, and and you're right about this game. It's like, what do you even do? You're damned if you do, damned if you don't, kind of. Because it's like the yeah. Bucks, the Bucks win. You're gonna be like, oh, like, and you know, sure, it makes sense. But it 
I, like, I don't even see a way where this Rams team can even muster up enough points. And that's talking about a team who can't score points themselves with the Bucks. I don't even know. Yep. They're both broken. Yeah, two broken old teams. I just, that, this is a gut pick. Like, I think that eventually, like, they can't, the Bucks can't keep losing. Yeah. At some point, they have to win. Yeah. I agree. All right. My last wise pick. I'm a little nervous because I saw it was at one. But Mr. Yeah. The, the, the captain is coming home. Captain Kirk <laughs> coming home. Uh, the Washington Commanders plus three versus the Vikings. I'm all on the Heineke train. The Dan Snyder uh, funeral game. They should wear black. And They are. Oh, yes. They know it's the funeral <laughs> game. They know it's the funeral game. Uh, I'm, I'm all in on this Washington team. Help, help me out here, Chris. Start with the Dan Snyder stuff. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. He, well, when I saw the article come out, I was in shock. I couldn't. Obviously, the headline was a little misleading. It was basically like Dan Snyder is going to sell the team. I was like, wait, there has to be more to this. And of course there was, but if you didn't see the headline, he's hiring Bank of America Securities to help sell or explore selling the team or part of the team. And the part that has me excited because he owns 100% of the team right now. He bought out the rest of the state from the minority owners. Oh, did he Is really? That, yeah, a couple of years ago. So he didn't say in the press release that they were looking for another minority owner. They just said they were exploring all options, which means this plus like the Ursa comments – there's been a couple other reports from like inside the NFL that said he sat down with like Jerry and some of the other owners, and they were like, "Look, Don, like, sorry, Love to see it's it. just not worth it anymore." So that would be—I mean, it would change my life. Be a dream come true. You've been waiting like, for this literally since you've become a, like a Washington fan. Yeah. So um, Robert Griffin III comes out. Said he's he's trying to get a become a minority owner. He's trying to bring ten fans with him. This is our pitch to Robert Griffin the third. We need to be in there. We need to be in the front office. We need to have at least the one of the two or two of the spots of the minority owners. It has to happen. I I think that I'm I'm one of the more deserving fans out there, at least of my age, to be included in this this team, this new ownership group. I have family ties with this team. My grandfather was on the sidelines as a timekeeper back in the 60s and 70s. We've had season tickets since then from RFK up until FedEx Field. We recently gave them up because you couldn't find people to give them away to. Uh, One of the toughest days of my life was when we gave up those season tickets. I think I've been to one game since. It's been like four years because I vowed myself that unless they're a real contender, I was not going back. I was not buying merch even. This man is still the owner of the team. I own a little boycott, but you can look at the stands and you see that other people feel the same way as I do. I'm pretty confident that 
hopefully when this team gets sold, there will be a large amount of fans that at least start paying attention again. Like you don't automatically get some life. Yeah, get some life back, back up. You don't automatically sell out every game, but people will turn their heads and say, "All right, let's let's pay attention again. See where mm-hmm. this goes." Uh, I've never stopped paying attention. Of course, I've I've become despondent. <laughs> I've become hopeless with this team, with the the ownership and everything. But this would breathe new life into me as a person and as a fan. I would not be embarrassed by my football team anymore, at least by the off the field product, the on the field product. God knows, but <laughs> it would be such a step in the right direction that. I mean, it literally is like a Super Bowl. I mean, obviously, I'd rather win a Super Bowl with Dan than not have Dan and not win a Super Bowl, but he doesn't deserve one. No, no, he doesn't deserve one. It's not even a conversation worth having because he never get one because he's so incompetent. But he's also a a pile of human garbage. Just piss off on his yacht. Just get out of our lives. Enjoy the sketchy money that he's made yeah live live his rich life whatever and whatever he sells it for he's gonna make probably it's gonna be like six billion yeah i was gonna say over like four or five billion so yeah the uh, he's gonna be fine screw screw him anyways but yeah let's get let's get us in the front office what uh so So, yeah that's my pitch to rg3 i love it i'm all for it uh so I can the, offer the youth perspective with the a new side. with a new owner. If you know, if and hopefully when a new owner comes in, if it the names that you've seen so far, have you seen anyone that has you know piqued your interest, or do you even care? Elon, it's not Dan. You want Elon? <laughs> I would gladly take Elon. I don't know if he's a football fan though. Honestly, I I want someone who's not a football fan. I want someone who's just in it for the investment. So, like, what about is is would Bezos be like that? I think Bezos would be fine. Bezos, Although with his divorce and everything, I feel like he'd have like a really weird relationship with the team. Like he'd care about it way too much. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a, he's got a void to fill in his life right now. And it's the Washington uh, Commanders that fill that void. So, yeah. Uh, I don't have a preference. It's anyone but Dan. All right, that's that. I mean, that's why, like the people sense. on Twitter that are like, "Oh, I don't want this guy to buy a team." It's like, who the hell cares? Yeah, like uh, you just lived with Dan Snyder for twenty years. Like, come on now, the worst owner in professional sports history. Honestly, like, just take what you can get. All right, you have one more wise pick. Actually, wait, can we oh, can we get on the, the product of the field? Yeah, let's get on the actual field real quick. Uh, Heineke, it, it is one p.m. Kirk Cousins, which I'm worried about. And but they haven't beaten a good team. Washington hasn't. No. Yeah. Like, they beat the Packers and the Colts, and both of them were nail-biters. So that's, that's what I have against the pick. What I have for the pick is Taylor Heineke. There's something about him. <laughs> There's something about him. It doesn't make any sense. He's got the poise. He finds a way. If, they, if this is a close game, it feels like it's one they're going to win. The if you're hanging around in the fourth quarter, it feels like he's gonna take you to victory. 
yeah, he, he has that poise. He has that swagger that the team really gets behind. And the, like, that's, that's the perfect way to describe it. Like, he has this irrational confidence within the team. Yep. That's that, half the battle. Yeah, and it just gets, it gets the people going. And that's why it, it, it gets really weird. Like, I didn't even want to keep mentioning him, but with Wentz, it's like, you know that guy gave no confidence to anyone in the locker room. And this yeah. is like a complete 180. Where maybe talent wise he's not as good, but he his intellect and his uh you know his leadership is his a thousand times in the locker room. Yeah, it's, it's a thousand times better. So I hope it rallies the troops. It's sad Chase Young's not playing, but he uh this is hopefully hopefully the defense feasts knowing that he'll be back next week against yep. the Eagles. They win this game, they're a legitimate playoff contender. Oh, in a terrible NFC. Shocking, but Yeah, it really is. And Minnesota's had this hot streak. They've they've come up with these big these wins late in the game. Uh it's gotta it's gotta fall at some point. And they did just mm-hmm. get uh what's his name? They got TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, he'll he'll smoke us. <laughs> Yeah, because you we have no, not do well with tight ends. Because yeah, because you have no linebackers to cover them. Yeah. Oh, whatever. But I I believe I'm on the Heineke train, and Commanders Nation. Let's ride. All right, your last wise. All right, my final pick. Going back to the wise guy favorite, Carolina <laughs> Panthers. Going to Cincinnati and seven and a half points. Eagles are our, I was on them last week. I was excited. I thought they had bounced back, and then they laid an absolute egg. I don't. This team is hard to pick for or against because you just don't know what you're going to get. I think the Panthers can at least keep this competitive. I think they're a team playing with new life after Matt Rule's been gone. I feel like PJ Walker's got some swagger a little bit. Like DJ Moore's back, even though he had that horrible penalty. But like, he took the penalty because he was fired up. Playing with energy, at least, for whatever that's worth. <laughs> uh, this is a team that everybody hates. Everyone thinks that they're terrible. So I think they at least keep this game relatively close. Or they get a backdoor cover. <laughs> that I think my I think seven and a half is a is a good number for the Panthers. They the Bengals, they've had some struggle, especially without Jamar Chase. And the the defense of the Panthers, they didn't trade any of their good players, which I like. I'm all for it. And their defense is fast. Their defense plays with heart. The whole team plays with heart. And they feel like – I feel like this is a team that feels like they can win all these games, even though they haven't been in mm-hmm. it. But now, as you said, with the new life, they took the Falcons to OT. Uh, Should have won that game multiple times. Game. So – they, they, yeah, they have a newfound swagger, and I like it. They, they've lost what one game to the Giants by three points. Pan, uh, Browns they lost on a last second field goal. They got blown out by, I guess not even blown out. Ten points to the Cardinals, and I guess yeah, they got blown out by the Niners. But they, I, I like this. This Bengals team hasn't shown me anything that says that they're a dominant team that can blow this team out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely not. All 
Right. So those are our wise picks for the week. Let's run it back one more time. Dolphins minus four at the Bears. Bucks minus three versus the Rams. Panthers plus seven and a half at the Bengals. Seahawks plus two at the Cardinals. Packers minus three and a half at the Lions. And Washington plus three versus the Minnesota Vikings. Other games of the week. This is kind of a poopy week. I'm not going to lie. There's not it's, a lot of games like I'm looking for. Every week, man. The past couple weeks have been awful. Like Jets, Bills. It's like this mid part of the season. Yeah. Where it's like all these bad teams have to play each other or good right. team versus bad team. Uh, Bills, yeah. Jets. That's not going to be interesting. Uh, all right. The one that is going to be interesting Falcons, Chargers. If you bet on this game, seek help. Call a hot, call a gambling hotline. You have problems. Now, like, there are games where we say, if you bet on this team, at least when you lose, you don't feel like an idiot. You're like, well, it made sense. With this game, either side, if you lose, you're like, why did I bet yeah. on the Falcons? Yep. Why did I bet on the Chargers? There's no winning here. No, there's no, there's absolutely no winning. I, like, I don't even know how to analyze this game. The Chargers have no wide receivers playing. Um, the Falcons. Keenan Allen has been done for the year, like, since week one. Never played. <laughs> yeah, no. He, he's questionable he, every week and never plays. Yep, he's like Michael Thomas. Him and Michael Thomas, I think, are just chilling in the Bahamas somewhere. They're, they're Did just you see the, the meme? I might have sent it to you. It was like, Brian Robinson shot this four yes. game. Michael Thomas, toe. Yes, out for the season. <laughs> Which, I know no one cares about our fantasy teams, but God. What a, I, what a terrible pick on Michael Thomas. Had one good game. And I could have traded him to Matt. Matt wanted him. And I was like, I, I need him for when he gets back. And then he never came back. So Never comes back. Uh, all right. Raiders-Jags have no interest in watching that game at all. Two poopy teams that this game, if they win or don't win. Two quarterbacks that just makes you want to throw up. Yeah, that just make constant bad decisions. And and then Tennessee Chiefs is a Sunday night game. Another Sunday night game where I feel like I can skip. It's a shame. I don't want to skip these games. I want to watch all these games. But uh, I'm not going to waste my time watching the Titans get blown out by the Chiefs. Game 7 of the World Series will be on, too. There you go. So, no, uh, no Sunday night football for us. But, Pats, Colts. I guess I got to talk about the Pats. Uh... Take care of business. This Colts team sucks. This Colts team is injured. Has booty. no wide receivers. Absolute has, booty. Yeah, absolute booty. This is a game they should take care of business. They're minus five and a half point favorites. They should win by a touchdown. Do I have confidence? No. I but I think they should win by two touchdowns. There you go. Thanks, Chris. Uh, oh, I'm just putting more pressure on them. No, I mean... I guess there's more pressure on them. I don't. I don't know. This, this Pats team. It's not like they're listening, but yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not done with this Pats team. Of course, still, still rooting for it. Just won. <laughs> no, I know, but it's like they don't look good. They could have easily lost to the Jets. Easily, blown out by the Bears. Wow. Because Max Jones threw that pick six, and they called it. They called it roughing the passer. That pick six goes. I don't think they're winning the game. And if yes. Zach Wilson doesn't shit his pants and throw the ball to us five times. But that's what he does. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's hopefully what Sam Ellinger is going to do. And as I said last, last what, Tuesday? Or this Tuesday? Mm. 
you rattle off Colts, Jets, and then try to keep it competitive with the Vikings and the Bills, and you're looking fine as a Pats team. Yep. This is a, a mid-Pats team. I don't have any expectations for them, but besides that they should beat the Poopy Colts by a touchdown. That's all I got. All right. I agree. At home, too, especially. You can't you can't lay another egg. Yeah, not and Sam Ellinger, too. Like, come on. Like he doesn't, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't fill me with any fear. All right, <laughs> that's it for the the NFL slate. Raven Saints Monday night. Oh yes, Where of the dome. Yes, Ravens. All right. My analysis on this game. I uh, I would just say the, I think Ravens, the Saints are about to go on a heater. I think the Ravens kind of suck. Like now they have now they don't have even Bateman. He's out for the whole year. They don't have any running backs. They got Roquan Smith, so I guess their defense should be better. But what what's a defense with no offense? And the 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 league has figured out when Lamar Jackson is the only one who can do anything, they figured out how to stop. So expect a lot of Isaiah Likely. And that's about because Mark Andrews is out too. That's that's it. We should have picked the Saints. Honorary wise pick of the week. I might. Honorary, yeah. honorary wise pick. We'll throw in the come Monday night. We'll see how I'm sitting and might be a, a play. There you go. All right, it's in the dome. Can we talk some NBA? What do you got? All right, I just wait. The uh, I almost interrupted the pod to announce the final of the Wizards game. Did they beat the Did they beat <laughs> yep. the Nets? They got beat 128. Oh to my 86. god, they got murdered by the Nets. <laughs> I was watching that game earlier. Man, I thought if they got blown out, Kevin Durant would have like forty. Some guy named yeah, twenty eight. Edmund Summer started for the Nets instead of Kyrie. Now that Kyrie's suspended, dude, who was on this Nets team? Wuta, Watanabe, David Duke, Edmund Summer. Who are these people? I have no idea. See I, Thomas, Cam Thomas. Yeah, Cam Thomas. He he. He yeah. played it last year, at least. I I, I recognize that name. Uh, the, the Nets let, I guess we could start with the Nets, since you brought him up. Kyrie's now suspended. I don't want to comment on anything that he says. I don't like anything he says. Disavow. Uh, what'd you say? The disavow. Yeah, yeah. Just we're just throwing it away because screw him. Like I, you know, and we should know our thoughts on Kyrie Irving. We don't like him. But, anyways, he's not suspended. They're either going to trade him or cut him. It doesn't look like, I heard today, that doesn't look like he's going to play for the team again. Um, and they're a mess. They're a dumpster fire. They just fired their coach. We talked about Ime Adoka, which, on a basketball perspective, Ime Adoka, he likes defense, and there's not a single defender on this team. I don't know how the Wizards scored 13 and 16 in the last two quarters of this game. They suck. But... <laughs> Anyways, uh, right now, it's looking like the Bucks are running this league. They are still undefeated, 7-0. and And right behind them is the Cleveland Cavaliers. They, in the past week, they've beaten the Celtics twice in overtime, both times. Uh, they look like a complete team. Donovan Mitchell looks like a perfect piece with them. Darius Garland just got back. Uh, Jaron Allen and Evan Mobley are great front court. And 
they look like they can actually make some noise. I don't know if that means they, I don't think they can make the finals, but they can definitely put some pressure on a couple of these East teams and have been showing it as of late. Other keynotes. I had them at I had them at four in my preseason rankings. Oh, nice. I gotta see where I put them. Cause I might have I don't remember. But Western Conference, the Utah Jazz and the Spurs, the San Antonio Spurs are your three and your four seed right now, nine games in. And the Blazers are two. And the Blazers are two. Three teams that we thought were gonna be pretty bad. And the whole world thought were gonna be pretty dog shit. Yeah. Uh the Blazers, I mean they they came out not uh, out of nowhere. Like they, they have some decent pieces still. Dame it was playing well when he wasn't injured, and they've been taking care of business when he has been out. So they, uh, they look like a fun team. I still don't think like I think at the end of the year, this should even out to what it should look like, what we predicted in the beginning. But mm-hmm. as of now, you're looking at the Warriors as a 12 seed, losing four in a row. Lakers at the 13th. I mean, we, I guess that wasn't that surprising. But the Jazz are the real story so far. They have just been, uh, I, I guess, on a tear. They have just, they've been beating good teams. They started off the year with beating the, beating the Nuggets. Then they beat the Timberwolves. And then the Pelicans. They, uh, they finally lost to the, the Rockets, which I guess isn't a good team. But beat the Grizzlies twice. And lost to the Mavericks by three last week or yesterday, two days ago. Sorry, Lauren marketing. Yeah, candidate. Yeah, <laughs> marketing. Jordan Clarkson, Con Sexton, and I. I understand how you know you look at this team and you think it's pretty bad, but these are all just like a bunch of weirdly solid role players paired together on a team where no one believes in them, and they're getting you know they're they're playing with heart. They're playing with uh with real heart, and I like it. I think they're a really fun team. Yeah. I think half these players are gonna be are gonna be Lakers soon, but that uh for right now they've been fun. And Danny Ainge is freaking out. Is he uh he's the only one in the building who wants to tank? Yeah, that's right. And it hasn't been working. Uh, other other surprises that we have so far in the NBA season. We have the Heat and the Sixers as your eight and nine seed right now. The Sixers, with James Harden out for a month, now are forced to go on a month without Harden when they already started bad with him. And uh, Doc Rivers got to get fired soon. There's no way he's his yeah. coach. In there's, there's a tweet that said that uh, the Phillies should have Doc Rivers come out for the to throw the ceremonial first pitch at the World Series, but instead of him throwing the first pitch, they just fire him <laughs> in front of a 46,000 man. Hell, Philly would cheer. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, they, they would, they would be, be they'd be jumping for joy. Uh, the Clippers look bad. Yeah, his, his time has come. They, and I don't know what the problem is. I honestly don't. They, they have a, complete, a pretty complete roster. They have, before Harden came out, they didn't have any major injuries. And... They just haven't been putting it together. They when you watch them, Joel Embiid, if he's not getting to the foul line, he looks like, uh, like a almost like a bust. Like he, it seems like he never finished any of his layups, and he just they love to get fouled, and if they're not getting those foul calls, 
they're they're not going to be able to produce uh, as many points as they're they're so hoping for. I feel like that's something you usually see come up in the playoffs, not the regular season. Yeah, and that's why it's it's even scarier, I guess, if you're a Sixers fan that this is coming up this yeah. quickly in the the regular season. Other surprises and shocks: the Clippers. They are 500 right now. Kawhi has just not played again. Wait, he hasn't played a game. No, he's played, but he started the he started the started the year off the bench because he's still injured, I guess. And he is he hurt right now? Let's see. Let me look because he is like it's a, it's every other game. It's he's like Michael Thomas. So apparently he's frustrated with his injury return progress, and yeah, he's not playing Sunday. Actually, no, that was six days ago. But anyways, he hasn't been able to play. He hasn't been good when they haven't been good even when he has played, and they're they're in some trouble. They have a lot of guys. They have a lot of resources in this team, and they're gonna look like fools if they can't put it all together. Yeah. Well, it's early. Yeah. I guess that can be said for every team, good or bad. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's why we've held off for so long. Um, yeah. It looks like the Pistons, they're the only team that's played 10 games. Yeah, they are. That's weird. Really weird, actually. But, anyways, other than that, there hasn't been that much, uh, you know, draw. I mean, there has been. It's been a really fun NBA season so far. But since it's early, there's not a lot you can really sink your teeth in the fun thing that i really want to talk about was this pelicans lakers game on wednesday i have to do that that wednesday i'm doing this accounting project i thought it was going to take me to like three in the morning i figured out like the one thing i messed up and then the rest of the project was super easy i got it done by 12 30 and the game was still going on i was like all right sweet watch the rest of the game and the lakers were done the Pelicans had won this game. It was over. And then Matt Ryan, a DoorDash driver from two years ago, comes in. They leave him wide open for some reason. And he takes a last second three with literally a second left, hits it, takes the overtime, and they win in overtime. What a, for a guy, I just want to mention, for a guy who was a DoorDash driver, then he went to the he was in the G League, he was on the Celtics. Technically he made it to the finals. And then immediately becomes a Laker and na- nails that 3 for a struggling much needed win Laker team. What a life that must be. What a 180 from 2 years ago where you're driving Kind of reminds me of the guy Remember that old guy that made his debut with the Lakers? What was his name? Yes, like the uh, Andre Ingram. Andre Ingram, right? Yeah, that dude. I, I guess he didn't have a moment like that where he hit a game time shot, but kind of like that, like these Laker guys that just come out of nowhere, and all of a sudden they're like the story of the NBA. And it's so Lakers too to have a team like with the superstars that they have, and then this is the guy that has to bail them out. Literally, they this is the that's who bailed them out. That's who they made the play for, and it's because down the stretch. LeBron couldn't get anything in. Anthony Davis couldn't get anything in the basket. It it's weird how this Lakers team, the best player is Lonnie Walker. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's mind-boggling. And they have to do a trade at some point. Even though Russ is good, look to it off the bench. You can't have him play bench minutes at forty-five million a year. You definitely get a lot more aspects or assets off that. And in crunch time, in the last five minutes, and then also in the whole overtime, Russell Westbrook didn't sniff the field court. I guess didn't sniff the court. And if you're Russ, I I guess you know you're doing what you're doing for the team and. You're doing what you can off the bench, but you're once an MVP. Now, what a now to not even play in crunch time for this desperate, desperate Lakers team is it's a it's a shame for that. That's how his career is now ended up. Really, I mean, at least he's swallowing his pride. Yeah, and it's about time he did that. I honestly, so, at least I mean he hasn't been vocal about it, but no, he he has been swallowing his pride. He's he's been doing what he can for the team, and hopefully that makes his career in the NBA a little more. He extends his longevity in the NBA. But if right. he if he goes to a team that just either buys him out or sends him home because they want to tank, he might never play ba- professional basketball in nope. the NBA again. So. Hopefully he can he can continue to swallow his pride, continue playing off the bench. Cause you know even if it's even if he sucks and even if he's bad, the it's fun having Westbrook Westbrook in the league. He still does some fun things mm-hmm. and he does some goofy things that we can all laugh at. But this Lakers team desperately needs some help. LeBron just doesn't have it anymore. Cannot carry this team like he did the Cavs, and they're gonna have a long season. They might have won two in a row, yep. but. They are going to have a long season. Uh, the magic will not last. No. They're not. And they, they, these types of wins where Matt Ryan's hitting a buzzer beater at the last second mark mm-hmm. aren't sustainable for any NBA team, let alone the Los Angeles Lakers, who are supposed to be right. one of these featured franchises in the league. No. All right. That's kind of all I got for the NBA. It's been a lot of fun lately. There's been a lot of surprises. Uh, I guess I, I want to give a little shout-out. Dennis Smith Jr. was completely out of the league. And now, because LaMelo's out, he is the starting point guard for the Hornets. And so this season, he came out and said that he almost tried out for the NBA. He was just done with the He didn't think anyone was going to pick him up in the NBA. Or, sorry, NFL. He didn't think anyone what? was gonna pick. Yeah, he didn't think anyone was gonna NFL? pick him up. So he put on a ton of weight and was starting to try, like working on his body to play football because he was apparently an all-pro linebacker in uh, high school. But mm-hmm. it's nice to see a comeback story like that. He came back from being an absolute bust on two different teams, and honestly treated unfairly if you look at the teams that he played for. He had to he had to consolidate to Luca his second year. He then immediately went to the Knicks where the fans chanted for his benching three games in. So it's tough to go to be to try to be a player and have that happen to you. And making a comeback like that is something we haven't seen in a while. And it it's gotta it's gotta feel good for the guy. Yeah, I didn't well I didn't realize first that he was out of the NBA. Yeah, he was on the he was on the Trailblazers last year and come this season, no one wanted him. Oh, yeah. Seriously, shout out to him. Yeah. Uh, so, other than that, 
there's it's all kind of been you know the teams that you would expect look good look pretty good and besides what we commented on and the real thing is that the bucks haven't had middleton yet they've been blowing out these teams without middleton they also have jingles who hasn't played a game yet who is going to be he's going to be really good for them when he when he comes back and they they look like the absolute he's like a perfect buck he like is exactly a perfect buck yeah and there, it's, it's this team. It's their championship to lose right now. I know it's way early, yep. but it's they're they're going to be on a tear. And as much as I hate the Bucks because you know Celtics are also in the Eastern Conference, they're going to get in the way. They're going to be a pain in the ass to play in the playoffs. It's hard. It's so hard not to root for Giannis. Absolutely love that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like the per. He's exactly what you want an NBA star. Humble, a freak. Uh. Is, is funny, uh, and you know scores thirty a night. So, yep. So that's all I really got for the NBA. But it's been a lot of fun. And once once basketball's over, I urge you, or not sorry, once baseball's over, I urge you to to check some out. Check some out. I'll do what I can. <laughs> all right. College basketball is coming up too, which is yeah, yeah, that's true. A whole another a whole another beast to follow. So let's let's actually get into that. It's perfect diversion to college corner. Let's get right into it. Right. You're welcome. I I'm I have to miss the Clemson game. I can't go. That's why. So Club Water Polo, we have our first tournament in Washington, DC. Not All our right. first one, but and my you're first the trip one. Up? I'm making the trip up. Uh I'll be there next weekend. So I'll send you apparently we're playing at some uh some like like some pool that's it's not University of Maryland, but I think the University of Maryland's club team will be there. Apparently, a bunch of okay. masters teams will be there, which means it's like a bunch of forty year old Yeah, it's like a bunch of adults who want to continue to play water polo. So we might get our butt whooped by them. But <laughs> that being said, I'm excited to be. I haven't played a, in a water polo game in probably four three years, so excited to be back. You're gonna be at home, home turf too. You nervous. A little bit. I uh, I definitely I need to get some swimming in before. Uh, I I need to get my stamina up, so I need some swimming in before the, the week comes. But yeah, making the trip Friday, so I'll be there Friday and Saturday. Parents are gonna be in the building, excited. So yeah, it it'll be fun for the the Aquacocks. <laughs> but sadly, I'll be missing uh, the Clemson coming to town for basketball. But I'll be there Tuesday and Wednesday. Or Tuesday and I think Thursday. I don't know. But anyway, you'll they'll play again in basketball. You'll never have a chance to play college water polo again. Yeah, exactly. Especially in your hometown. Yep, you have a great point. And uh, it all starts SC State Tuesday. I want to see. We got Niagara on Monday. They uh they didn't give I I didn't get to look at any of the stats for the exhibition game, so I don't know if GG played well or not, but. I don't know. I'm excited for this team. I think this team's going to be really fun and has a lot of weird pieces that hopefully work out together. Yeah. I uh, I think that Maryland's going to make some noise in the Big Ten. Really? Kind of a down year. Well, there's not like a dominant team in the Big Ten. Like There are teams that are going to be really good and then everyone else is kind of like I don't want to say mid, but like a bunch of solid teams, but no one that's 
It's really scary. And then you have your bottom feeders. So Maryland's getting picked around 10th in the conference, which obviously isn't very good. But I don't know. I mean, that's where they finished last year. And it's hard to argue that they didn't get better and that the conference got worse. Oh, the uh, I was looking at your, your beginning games. They're they're not like the, you have of course the easy ones at the beginning. Can you hear me still? Sorry, it says mm-hmm. I don't know why it said OBS. Yeah, you got fuzzy for a little bit, but you're fine. Damn it! All right, give me one sec. The stream stopped. Okay. Come on, stream. No, 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 no. All right, it's not finished. The stream is not finished. All right, whatever. It wasn't actually. It's back, but. Anywho, the the Terps. I'm looking at your your beginning games, Niagara, but then it gets to Louisville. I mean, Louisville doesn't look like. I mean, they're not any good at basketball, right? I haven't seen Louisville do anything in basketball since uh, since Patino. Yeah. Uh, but then you come come in. You, you then immediately Illinois, Wisconsin, Tennessee, UCLA, St. Peter's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um i mean those like illinois i was saying how there's a couple like really good teams in the big 10 illinois is one of them it's like illinois indiana michigan are your clear-cut top three it looks like right now uh even like st louis that's not an easy game um illinois is a brutal first game of the big 10 schedule uh even like at louisville i know louisville's been down for a while but that's still tough uh, and then Tennessee, their top ten. Well, what about 11, Wisconsin? Wisconsin, I think, is going to have a down year. But every time you doubt Wisconsin, they just pull off some thirty-year-old white guy who <laughs> automatically becomes their best player. They lost Johnny Davis and Brad Davison, who's been there for like seven years. So they don't have any returning talent. But they're always like. Tournament, so regardless yeah. of who's on that team, I expect them to be good. You're you're or at least competent. Your sket your hard schedule starts way quicker than I see than I feel like almost any other team. Well, it's yeah, you get three should be wins at home, and then the St. Louis game that's part of a tournament, and then you get another easy game, and then two Louisville. Illinois, at Wisconsin, Tennessee, which is in New York, UCLA. So it's you're right. It's it's pretty brutal right away, which I liked. Like test the team early. Get them, get them fired up. Yeah, yeah. Right. Test the team early. Before we get into Big Ten play. So who who are you looking at? Who's your? You know, I everyone knows my infatuation with said Gigi Jackson, but who's who's your guy? It's gonna be Julian Reese. He's our uh, hopefully sticks 2.0. I nice. don't want to put that kind of pressure on him, but uh, he's he has the size. He's going into a sophomore year, so they used him. He's kind of like a six man last year. He didn't normally start, but he got really good minutes. Just very raw though. Mm-hmm. Uh, super athletic, blocks a lot of shots. Is good in the post, gets rebounds. Plays. He's from Baltimore, so he plays tough. Uh, if he can if he can shoot the ball okay this year, he's going to be a real problem on offense. He's going to be a, a force 
in the paint on defense. He has the intangibles. I'm looking at pictures right now. He's a he's a he, big dude. Look up uh, Julian Reese dunks on Kofi Coburn. Dunks. Maybe my my favorite thing ever. Uh, it's funny how on the rim for speaking a second. of so he he plays with confidence, which I love. He's a he's like your stereotypical Baltimore basketball player. Like he's got oh, to play man, tough that's with a, a lot of energy. He's going to try to bully guys around. That's so a... and Willard Willard loves that type of player. Uh, just gritty, you know. Gets does the dirty work. I just want to see a jump shot from him. But he's he's the guy this year. And then they have like they have a strong supporting cast. Dante Scott's been, you know, he's been the same player the last two years. He depends on the game. He can give you some offense. He's pretty good with the ball in his hands. Decent defender. Hakeem Hart's a really good defender. Uh, if you can sense a trend here, they're probably going to be a good defensive team with a defensive head coach. So, uh, but they need the guys that they brought in as transfers need to be. Their biggest offensive threats. So yeah, so Donald Donald Carey is who I was. Donald Carey. Yeah, yeah. So those guys need to be their scores, and I'm hoping that they have a couple guys that come off the bench this year. Last year it was like you had six guys that you were confident in playing. You had maybe a seventh and an eighth that you get some minutes to, but some of the guys I'm looking like Ike Cornish. He was a four star, didn't get a minute last year. Hoping that he's been good enough this offseason to get some minutes. Uh, Pablo Zuba from Ukraine. I feel like he should get some minutes this year. So that's that's going to be their issue again. Is depth. It feels like that's every year. Turgeon just did not recruit. Like <laughs> you're bringing guys to fill the starting spots and then not focus on depth at all. So if they can have some guys step up, if Willard can get the best out of those guys, then they can be really competitive. I think. I that I mean it's de- defense you know defense goes a long way in basketball so hopefully hopefully you're right I was looking at uh EK Corn or I- Ike Cornish Ike. Ike Cornish and uh he went to the same high school as as my boy uh Jacoby he's Carolina White. guy yeah Jacoby Wright he uh Jacoby Wright he's a he played for us last year starting point guard decent the uh, we like. The big thing with the Gamecocks is they need to just connect on rebounds and the easy layups. Seems like it was something last year that was just impossible. But with the new coach, it seems like they're having a lot more fun on the team, which is something that it's just fun to see as a fan because under the Frank Martin regime, it was like no one looked the wrong way without getting yelled at. So it's good to see some some guys have some fun out there. And I'm just excited to see some college basketball. Yeah, me too. It's it's I'd say probably my third favorite sport behind football and, and baseball is is college basketball. So I love this season. Uh I'm really excited. Just to be back in Xfinity Center. It's like my favorite place in the world. It's funny. I, I, I agree. The same thing with Colonial Life. I just I, I feel like yeah. there's a glow on me when I'm there. I just love I'm it. at home. Yeah, yeah home. exactly. Exactly. I, I, I wanted to go to a college where I felt at home. I feel Xfinity Center is my home. That, I hope... It's my element. <laughs> I hope other students hear me and say, go out to the games. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I'm sure your, your basketball stands get packed. 
Mine do not whatsoever. But yeah. it's a lot of fun to go to. They just need better speakers in there. It's the only thing that Colonial Life does wrong is that I can hear yeah. the person talking next to me or I can hear the people talking three rows behind me louder than I can hear the music being played. Mm-hmm. So that's the only qualm I have against good old Colonial yeah. Life. All right. Any, uh, anything else? Uh, yeah, I mean, you just got me fired up for basketball. Yeah, I, I, you just you you convinced me. I'm I'm so excited. And it'll it'll slide right in too perfectly because last possible game of the baseball season will be Sunday. Oh, oh, game, perfect. boom, Monday night. Yeah, there you go. So that's be sweet. all riled up. We'll have a we'll have an army there ready to heckle the hell out of these Niagara players. Oh, SC State doesn't know it's what they're getting into. I've never played in a in a real basketball arena against a real team, so we're not going to be nice. No, you can't be nice. It's just impossible. Uh, all right. I think that does it then. Any, any, any last things you want to hit on? I got everything off, the, off, my, off my dome, I think. I think so, too. All right. I hope everyone has a good weekend. Go Phillies. Good luck to you, Chris. Uh, go Pats. It. And we'll see everybody on go Commanders. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been disrespecting them. I apologize again. Let's go, Commanders. Let's go. All right. Other team, Dan. <laughs> See everybody on Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Have a good weekend.